You guys may not know this, but I had a podcast in the past, and it was a fun thing to do, but it was a challenge to get my podcast to all the locations where everybody listened to podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the such were just a lot of work to manage to get everything where it needed to be. Now, though, I found Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors too so that you can get paid to podcast. How awesome is that? Honestly, I'm really happy to find Anchor again because I love podcasting. I love talking about what I do and sharing with you all the things that I like to do as well. So if you're interested in starting a podcast like I am, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start and join today for your free podcast and become part of the community. I can't wait to hear what you put out on anchor.fm slash start. Hey, what is up, everybody? My name is Eric McGrew, and I am the owner, operator, host, and producer of Eric's Tree Service in Montrose, Colorado, and this podcast, Elevated Office, as well as my YouTube channel, which is basically Eric Jamandis. But if you just look up Eric McGrew, you'll find all of my videos. I don't really have a title for my channel. It's just about arborist stuff and um, a few varying other things, but that's just how it is. So today I thought that we would come together in this podcast and talk a little bit about um, continued education for arborists and some of the viewpoints I see regularly and um, what I think about education and how I think uh, a few good things to look at as far as getting educated uh, might be so that you can consider them as well. Let's get started. So why are we talking about arborist education today? Are, are you not educated enough as an arborist to, to do the job that you do? Or am I not educated enough to do the job that I do? Or, you know, what, what's the point of this topic? Well, honestly, um, I'm not saying that you nor I are educated enough to make a living at what we do. But there is a difference between making a living and doing what we do well and making a living and and helping others to see the benefit of it. Um, I know that everywhere across the nation uh, you have a, kind of a, a general divide of education concepts and, and thoughts from arborists and things. And a lot of it tends to be uh, regionally cultural or um, a lot of it also has to do with age demographic as I can tell. Um, it's, it's different because the longer somebody has been doing something and getting away with it and, and making a living at it, the, the easier it is to justify not changing the way that you do things. Um, I know a few people that have been running their companies for well into the 30 year mark or so, and they, they think that education is a waste of time and money because they've been making a living this long and therefore why bother, right? But that being said, there are some definite changes in the culture of not only arborists as the group that we are um, for for careers and, and work and community, 
But there's also a change as far as the commerce and social side of it that are outside of our community. Um, which brings us to levels of education that are different than they were before and expectations that are now different than they were in years past. And even to a large degree, it, it has an effect on what it is that we can potentially do for work in certain areas or where we can work these days. So, um, education isn't just about knowing how to use a chainsaw or climb a tree or any of that stuff, which I'm not putting down that education either. Um, I think that it's important and we'll talk about that here in a little bit, but it also has literally an impact these days, every day changing more so. Uh, to how it could financially impact our families, our our employees. If you have employees, I don't. Um, subcontractors that work with you that rely on you heavily or whatever it may be. So um, that's why we're talking about this subject because it, it's changing in a way that's affecting so many aspects of what we do. So uh, we need to have a balanced view of education in, in that sense, because if we're not being educated, we're being left behind, literally. And soon, even in my small town where I live in the western slope of Colorado, they're, they're actively putting into place uh, or applying and, and holding people to rules that sometimes have been on the books for decades that they've just never enforced. But now they're starting to look at enforcing them. They're, they're starting to look at potentials of things like, does the arborist company need to have one certified arborist on the company? Uh, does it need to be this or that or the other and meet these stipulations? I know a town near us, for instance, you have to register, you have to take a practical test for pruning with them. Then you have to make sure that you register 10 continued education credits a year to continue to work in the uh, or in the city limits so there's a bunch of details that are changing that if we're if we view education as useless and and unfortunately many arborists do then it, it doesn't help the industry be safer it doesn't help you as a company owner to to have legitimate resources uh, coming into your company and it definitely doesn't allow you to make a quality living as an arborist or potentially won't allow that in the near future. Um, I, I think that this is a shift that, of course, has been going on for some time. It seems to be picking up momentum. And I think that it's going to start impacting more and more, even small towns, soon as far as the the councils, the, the city govern, you know, um, laws and covenants and things like that so yeah i think that it's something that we need to to consider as arborists and what we're going to do about it so let's talk about first off um education for being able to qualify for city work and things like that So quite frankly, even where I live, once again, th there's the shift in the needs or 
um, expectations of education, especially for some of the city work to be done. And um, it's always a balance, of course, because the city, a lot of times, small cities, small towns, they're desirous of putting in stricter and more healthy principles for tree work and things like that for for the ecosystem of of varying sorts and things but at the same time they're trying to balance that with cost and and funds and whatnot and um i think that for city work no matter where you're at or county work or even large um Stay with us. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow and monetize your podcast ready to get started click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today stringent or, or restrictive hoas some businesses uh property management companies especially if they're like high-end or whatever because we have we have a, a really high-end town near us where celebrities live and and there's a uh, a mountain, um, a village up on a mountain that's kind of um, exclusive, if you want to call it that. And they have high expectations of what a, a tree service company or an arborist is going to come in and do. And so in my town, for instance, they're, they're trying to put in and implement things. But at the same time, they're trying not to push out the, the older companies that have been around for a long time. And just frankly speaking with some people um some of it comes down to finances um you know seemingly and and i'm not saying it's unjustified but seemingly a lot of more modern arborist companies are more educated um you know more professional in the way that they treat things but we're also more expensive at the same time i think that a lot of us are value oriented we have a higher price but the quality of work you get is equal to the price you pay um but at the same time small cities don't want to pay a huge in their minds a huge sum to have a split lead taken off of a tree just because we're educated they and, and in their minds they're like oh well we can just have so and so come clean that up and they'll do it for you know two hundred dollars where we know that the other guy will come in and he'll charge us six hundred dollars to do it um and that is something that we have to fight with uh in a in a way but at the same time they're trying to push healthy trimming and and things like that and it's always this balance that that is a real challenge because what i find is that at least in a lot of cities they have like the cliff notes of education and they don't really understand the full scope of what it is that educated arborists can do 
or the the practical value in them versus the the old guy that's uh, hacking up everything and not really studying or being educated or whatever um, and and I find that the more I educate myself the better educator I become and this is helping me with the local city officials when we speak and, and you can speak in an intelligent form you can speak about what you've recently learned and the courses that you've taken and what you're it tends to bolster that enthusiasm to use you and it also tends to make them feel confident in your abilities and then they start to see not always but a lot of times that value in your higher price than the other guy because it's not just about you making more money to make you know to have a bigger house or whatever it's also they see that you're investing that into the betterment of the community and and i i remind these people that i take these classes and things to be better educated to better educate my neighbors um the residents here the officials and things so that they have a source of information and a guidance to help better the community from here on out which makes them feel like you're part of you're not just being selfish but looking at the community as well and it helps them to see the importance of using you um, as well because there's that once again community value in you so in in the city aspect the immediate effect is large to be honest it's slow at times to to make momentum with it but it does become effective and it's large and um see it's also a, a viewpoint um that you that you have to kind of shift with because um on the immediate side i of course if i get the job it's a win and i and i get a job that makes me money but if I don't get the job, but because of the education I gave them or the information I gave them or because of my example of being educated in some facet, they pick another tree service company that's also educated that I trust to do good work, then I've still won, in my opinion. Because while it's a different kind of winning, it's better for me to get the work for my company. The community still has won if through your educational efforts talking to city officials they use a qualified tree service company and don't use the guy down the street with a pickup truck that's going to hack up everything if that makes any sense or if they talk about it and then they start to implement regulations um, that maybe have been on the books for years and they start to stringently look at them and start uh, you know making them applicable again uh, so that the hack tree guys aren't out there hacking up everything without repercussions um, or that the the residents aren't now allowed to hack at their trees just however they want when they're in the city right-of-way or whatever it might be or the city ordinances so there's all these there's all these things um, and and I'm not talking about from a political standpoint the the government the city officials and all that have to make their own rules but our education as arborist can have influences for the betterment of the trees in the community. And sometimes it comes through those ways. So that's something that um, when we're talking about small businesses and things, our continued education as arborists 
is really important. It has a big effect in um, sometimes unseeming, you know, unnoticeable ways at first, but with time, uh, a much greater shockwave or ripple effect that goes out through. And so I really, really encourage uh, arborists and, and tree service companies, even groundies, you know, be, be, be as educated as you can, not just in the physical task that you do, but also in the ecosystems and the biologies of trees that are coming along and things like that. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not the most educated in all this stuff. There are people who are much smarter than I am. But what I am doing is constantly using my clients and specific situations they have as learning opportunities to be better at it and, and to move forward. So let's talk next about um, clients and how our being educated is beneficial for our work with clients. When it comes to being educated and dealing with clients, education really is a powerful tool. Um, I think it's really underestimated. And I've been able to prove this a few times uh, in significant cases in the past few months where I went and I bid on a job, somebody else bid on a job. They're equally qualified that I, as I am. Um, they're, they're maybe even more educated in some ways. I mean, I, I, so, so I'm not ISA certified yet, which I'm, I am working toward. Um, but these guys are certified. They're, they're ISA certified arborists, and I won the job. Why? Well, the, the clients told me flat out, it's because we appreciate your level of education. Well, so the, the misunderstanding there is that the other people in the clients' minds had less education, which is not the case. The difference is, is that through my regular educational program that I have, which by the way, um, on average I spend maybe five to 15 hours a week educating myself in some facet of arborist and arboriculture work, right? So that's tree biology, tree identification, um, even just health, healthy practices for pruning, rethinking how I'm thinning trees and pruning trees and what I'm taking out of trees and what I'm leaving in and how bad is bad enough to remove versus all these things, right? And on top of that, um, I do take safety courses and I watch a lot of videos from respected people that, that I find respectable um, that are trying to promote best practice uh, situations and techniques and I try to implement them. And the biggest thing though is that when I go out to, to talk to a client, I don't overwhelm them with scientific information because that's just people can take that the wrong way they can feel like you're talking down to them or that they're they feel like you're trying to sell them on something based on this you know slide of the hand talking a whole bunch of scientific things that they don't understand and then they feel like they're being gypped right so you have to balance it uh, everything you say could be completely accurate but if they feel like it's a bunch of uh, uh, fluff and 
you know, distraction to make them think that you're valuable, then they're probably not going to go with you because they feel like you're just trying to take advantage of them. But if you can talk to them in an educated enough way that's simple enough that they can see that you have scientific backing behind you, and you can also make it simple enough for them to, to comprehend quickly and easily, a lot of times they will use you. And, and I have won bids that my price was higher just because they said, we, we appreciate the level of safety training you, you take into account and we want you on our job site because we want to take every step possible from our standpoint as a client to prevent injury and accidents on the job site. I mean, they, they know that this work is unpredictable to a large degree. Trees are unpredictable. They're organic structures and you can't control everything about them. There's a lot of unknown factors and you, you know, you name it. They, they get that as well. But from their standpoint, when you express your education, uh, your importance on education for both the health of the trees, how they work, the mechanics of the tree itself, and then your safety aspects of the job that you take this seriously. You're not just out there for adrenaline, but you're out there to make a safe working environment. A lot of my clients appreciate that. Um, that being said, I'm not saying that I win every bid or even when I bid against companies that are just fly-by-night companies, and there are some of those, I don't always win those bids either because some people just simply don't care. They're going to look at the price. They don't care if you're cutting their trees or pruning them in a healthy or safe way for you or the tree. All they care is that it's a cheap price and they're hoping that the best turns out and you don't damage anything and that nobody gets killed or hurt. I mean, just honestly speaking, that's how it is. So, um, education isn't a, isn't a guarantee by any means for anything, but it does build and bolster respect for a large portion of the community. And I'll tell you, at least in my experience, the larger portion of the more affluent community is very appreciative of education. So if you want to work with that clientele, those neighborhoods, in fact, I know over in the Denver region, there is a neighborhood HOA. It's a very large neighborhood, fairly affluent. Well, not fairly. It is an affluent neighborhood. And they won't let anybody who's not ISA certified work in the neighborhood. That's part of the HOA requirement. Some cities now require that there be an ISA certified arborist on every tree company that's registered or um, I think it's New Jersey has some stipulations of specific requirements for a company to, to be able to register in the city and work now or have a carry a tree service license and things showing certain qualifications. I don't remember if it's ISA certified or not. I, I'm not from that region. But I do know that certain towns and cities have certain requirements. So, um, you know, neighborhoods, even clients, are becoming wise to the value of educated arborists. So if you want to sell work and sell it well, you better be educated, to be honest. The ambience of your neighborhood, I guarantee you, is changing. 
It may be slower than some other areas, but it is changing. And if you get ahead now on your educational aspects, you can get more work now at a better price and you can be set up for, you know, success in the future with this kind of work. So let's talk about how you can educate yourself in various aspects that'll be beneficial for you and not so much just cost you money because that's what a lot of people think about. So let's let's talk about a few different factors. I've had a number of people who are tree service company owners or employees of tree service company owners that have the same mentality tell me, uh you went to that tree expo or you took that course and that's just a waste of money. I've been climbing for so many years and I da da and and you know what? Maybe I did know a good portion of what I went to that course for. I, I'm going to tell you honestly that has happened. But what I couldn't have gotten from not going to that course if I had not gone to that course I could not have asked the specific questions for people who had done specific things similar to what I'm interested in or struggling with or whatever, and they did it in a safe way. See, that's the difference. Like a lot of these guys that don't go get educated and don't think education is important and they're just doing it the same old way and they're just winging it as they go. Some of them have been very fortunate to not have major accidents occur like legitimately but it's been fortunate circumstances and some people will live their whole life and be fortunate enough that no major accident occurs but the attitude of a tree service owner the attitude of job crew leaders the attitude of climbers and the attitude of groundies so frequently are very closely linked if the culture of the owner is to think that education is a waste of time and money, the rest of the company begins to feel that way. And those who come in with the desire to be educated and be safer and to be smarter about what they're doing and be more healthy oriented in their practices toward tree trimming feel outweighed by the negativity that safety and education is dumb. And most of the time they get tired of fighting and they just quit trying to be educated or they quit the company that's not educated. So it's a challenge for sure when people have to deal with that kind of stuff and it can really have an effect on your company's performance and profitability. So how can you be educated as a company? What what kind of education can you get? Um, well, there's varying forms. Of course, there are courses uh, North American Training Solution offers courses there's some academies that offer courses that you can find online but you have to pay for those and they're not cheap per person and they can be expensive there's the expos as well they have seminars at the expos and talks and different things and demonstrations which all are super beneficial and very 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 practical um, those are super significant in my mind because a lot of the expos, they have people who come in and speak, not just about arborist topics, but about 
practical business and managing employees, subcontractors, leasing versus owning and all this kind of stuff. And, and that can be a huge part. Um, sometimes you have uh, a board culture or horticulture scientists who come in and, and professors that talk about the new understandings of tree growth and mechanics and things. Rigging concepts and things can be discussed as well as certain education on new equipment that has come out that maybe you've seen and you don't see the value in buying it because you don't understand exactly what all it can do. So that's all part of some educational aspects you can have, but simply those are ones that you're going to be paying money for. Um, and I know that not every company can do that. I went to Arborfest and it was worth the money. Uh, I went last March. I'm not going again this year. Um, I'm trying to make it to C- TCIA this year, but that's going to cost money. It's it's not super cheap to get in. It's not super expensive, but by the time you pay for meals, hotel, travel, everything to attend, it, it starts to add up. So um, time away from work, all that kind of stuff, right? So barring these things, what can you do to get educated? Well, um, there are a number of free ways. It's just you have to use more practical judgment in, in using them. So one of the biggest, of course, would be the internet, right? Um, the, the thing about the internet is, is anybody can post on the internet. And anybody can make a, a bad decision look good sometimes by how they present it. So videos and stuff are great, but you have to be cautious with which videos you're using. And you have to also be cautious since you're usually watching small snippets of, of lifespan and time that you don't take a, an instance or a technique and view it as the solution to everything. Um, I find that that happens quite a bit. People are like, well, I saw so-and-so do this. And it's like, yeah, and that was a good solution for them at the moment. But you're not seeing the full scope of what I'm doing through my videos. And that was not a good option for what I did. But the camera doesn't tell everything you're seeing. The cliff notes of life, not the full thing. So there is some judgment there. And then sometimes you have to get over the... Um, the entertainment value to get to true education some people like these videos that people are very entertaining with but the problem a lot of times with those videos is they're not really doing things in a a very ethical tree ethic way ethical way or a very safety oriented way so you can be educated in the wrong way too don't forget that education is not a one-way street if you choose to be educated by people who don't have good education themselves or simply don't care or their education and focuses only on making money no matter what the consequences of the health of a tree is or whatever you can be educated in a bad way it's not to say they won't make money it's not even to say you won't make money but it's definitely not progressing the health of things or the benefit of things. So choose your education wisely. That can be a challenge at times, but that's why I reference a lot of educations. Like I'll take a topic and I'll watch some videos by one person, some by another, and then I'll do read some articles by companies like ArborPod or whoever. Um, 
TCIA, ISA, uh, you, you know, those kind of folks and try to balance that. Um, another good way to be educated is by buying books. So you have to spend a little bit of money, but books can really be beneficial for you. Um, the ISA study guide is really good for some relatively brief concepts of, of things. It's not that they're super brief, but they're brief enough to get through them and get a good overview and then move on. Uh, respected arborist in your community or in the internet community. I, you know, I'm not saying that anybody's perfect. No one person is somebody that I, I take all everything they say and apply it as being fact and the best practice. Um, everybody, even respectable guys have their own opinions a lot of times and you have to figure out what works for you and doesn't work for you. Uh, what's practical in your application versus not right. So, um, but definitely finding arborists that have experience that are educated in a, in an, maybe an official way or have a reputation for many years of being educated in their own personal studies of how trees have reacted and adjusting to those instead of just following the same practices can be very good. Um, a lot of the equipment manufacturing companies are putting out videos on YouTube now that teach you how things work and things. Sometimes they have at the local chapter ISA events, people who are speaking about what's going on and it may be that you have to pay uh, for that, but it may be much closer to you than the larger expos are something like that. Also observations, just simple observations in the work that you do can, can add a lot to your education. Um, I go back and I look at the trees I've cut and trimmed and pruned and I watch them. Um, every couple of months I go by key trees and watch how they're reacting and see what I did that I like and what I didn't what I didn't like and why I think it was good or bad and what I'd do next to change it. And I evaluate what I'm doing and I ask other arborists that I trust to evaluate them for me as well and tell me what I made a mistake on and what I, what I could have done better. Now I always listen to them. That doesn't mean I always accept the advice that they give because once again, they weren't there on the job. They don't understand all the factors that went into it. So they may make an observation that technically is true and in most best case scenarios would not have ever been done, but they may not see the full story, but I'll listen and I'll say, okay, well, it doesn't apply in this case, but it could apply in another case. And I'll try to keep that in the back of my head, right? Um, Instagram definitely has some beneficial climbers and professionals on there that can teach you tricks and, and tips about plant biology, um, tree growth, uh, disease and different things like that. If you look for them also climbing, of course, or bucket operation or whatever. And, you know, I think one of the biggest things about education in general that I find is that people really underestimate the importance of education on things that they're familiar with. So like I've been told by a bunch of bucket operators, why, well, you know, I know I've been running a bucket for 20 years. I know how to run a bucket. Well, there's always something you can learn from it and you may just be content with the way that you're doing it, but complacency is not a safe thing. So I think that that's a big factor. And also I think that it's important that for me as a climber, at least 
for me to do more rec climbing. I don't do enough of it. I just need to do recreational climbing and figure out techniques of how to move in the tree safer and how to affect the tree less. Um, if you're like me, you've broken branches and things. Well, sometimes I've broken branches needlessly and I know that and I'm trying to figure out how to to, to fix that to where I don't do it as needlessly. Is it that I should have put a redirect in or is it that I shouldn't have put a redirect or is my rope causing too much friction? Should I be adding something to the system on my even even um, static line systems um, or SRS or you know whatever you want to call them uh, is it is it that I should be adding something into the SRS system to prevent extra friction am I moving too much from one point and it's caught it, there's all these things um, you know that I should I be extending myself to get to things with a handsaw or chainsaw more versus using pruners or uh, pole saws or I'm always analyzing this stuff and that stuff that's free to me all I have to do is grab my climbing gear and go and go do it if you can climb rec climb with others they can help you especially if they have different work experience styles um, I try to, I, I really like to climb with people that are thinkers like I am, that analyze what they're doing and why they're doing it and how they could be better at it. Um, I don't find a whole lot of value in people, climbing with people who just climb to climb no matter what, it's always the same and, and they're content with the way that they do things. Um, I'm never content with what I do. I feel like it always should be better and could be better. And so I work to do that. So yeah, I mean, you've got pamphlets from your even your state like the state forestry department has so much on my local tree selections and species that are diseases they're fighting with and trying to manage and how they're managing forest growth and all this stuff and it gives me ideas of what to do in the urban areas that i work in um and it's it's seeking out these ways of education there's a lot of free education out there and I do recommend that you even consider some of the paid for education, maybe just limiting if you're on a fixed income or whatever of, uh, you know, based on what you can afford, maybe not going to every event, but choosing what event you can go to. Um, Treestuff.com has online um, webinars that are beneficial. Uh, Bartlettman, I think, does some as well. Um, or Bartlett Manufacturing, I should say. I say Bartlettman because that's their website, bartlettman.com. Um, TCI has some. ISA has a few videos. There's a really good series from the University of Florida on tree pruning and tree care that you should, I, I think you should watch. Uh, Levi Conrad told me about that. And, and see, like, Levi is a guy that is a certified arborist um works as a consultant and has a lot of experience in certain areas of the work and i like to reference him i, I talk to him i send him text messages and ask him questions and he helps me out and it's it's been nice to have people to bounce ideas off of and things like that so there's lots of options out there but the one option there isn't in my mind is to avoid being educated if you're avoiding being educated, your your days in the tree service work pretty soon are going to be numbered. So get in the habit of educating yourself now. 
And don't forget to check out some of the, the um, videos and, and channels that are really good for educating you. There's, there's channels on how to maintain your saws and all that. I mean, like steel has their videos on that kind of stuff, you know. I, I really like Educated Climber and Climbing Arborist are both good channels. Reg Coates has a good channel that I watch a lot of. Um, his name is Arborist Blair Glenn on YouTube. Really like his insight and information that he puts out there for educational purposes. Um, Tufelberger has some interesting stuff out from time to time. And, um, you know, there's August Hunnicky. I, I do watch quite a bit and learn some different things from, from him as well. Lots of experience. Lots of, you, you have to, more technical stuff about climbing than, than like tree care. But definitely uh, worth looking into in my opinion. But most of you guys know about him. Um, and there are a few others that you can just find. I know, uh, Guilty of Treason has some, uh, I want to say it's Tree Strider has some good videos out there as well. So you might want to check out his stuff. Um, I'm always, you know, and I'm always looking for new stuff as well. I'll put all these links to most of these, if not all of them in the guilty of treason i don't remember if i just mentioned them but yeah there's there's some definite channels out there that can help you with techniques and and things and some information um there are some channels out there that aren't arborist related specifically they're more garden related but they talk about pruning fruit trees and things they can also be beneficial so don't ever underestimate stepping outside of the the industry a little bit to, to be able to educate yourself. So that's some of my take on education. I, I hope that you guys see where I'm coming from. I hope you consider it at least. I'm not saying that you have to have my opinion on this. I would never say that stuff. That's up to you. Um, but there are some serious benefits to education. And I think that you could you should at least consider practical ways to educate yourself and don't get complacent of just what you already know and that being good enough. So thanks for stopping by. Hope to have you guys as a subscriber to the podcast and my YouTube channel. Please don't forget to check out my Instagram at Eric underscore McGrew. That's E-R-I-C underscore M-C-G-R-E-W. And I will talk to you guys in the next one.